Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, grab a drink, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we will promise is that our conversation will be relaxing so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us on this episode. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Kana. And this sound you're about to hear is Nidhi and I clinging our glasses... That was nice. Because this is episode 50. It is episode 50. Wow, Marco. Of the Insomnia Project. And we are sipping on uh, some wonderfully made Negronis. I turned to Nitty and I said, we should have something special. And I, I turned and I said, do you like Campari? And she said, I haven't had it in a while. And I said, perfect. So I mixed us up some Negronis. And if you're not familiar, and how is your Negroni, by My the way? My Negroni is wonderful. So a Negroni is a classic aperitif cocktail. It consists of equal parts gin, Campari, and vermouth, sweet vermouth. So you want to do one ounce, one ounce, and one ounce. So it's an easy drink to make, but it's also an easy drink it is also an easy drink to make horrible. If you've ever had a bad Negroni, something's gone wrong, and then there's a slice of orange, you put the orange in the glass and just swirl it. Don't shake a Negroni. I don't know, I don't know why people would do that, but it's wrong, Nithi, is all I can tell you. Well, clearly you know what you're talking about when it comes to Negronis, because this one is just fabulous. and. Um, Marco, instead of an orange, you put a little bit of grapefruit. Well, I didn't have an orange, so I had to <laughs> improvise as well. Your Negroni, I used rose gin. Which is wonderful. If you've ever, um, if any of our listeners have ever tried rose gin, they'll know what I'm talking about. But if you like sort of rose-scented um liquors or anything like that or, or anything rose scented anything rose water rose water you'll enjoy rose hip gin and i'm afraid it's because i didn't have enough gin so i had to use the rose uh gin on yours but i know because i had tasted negroni with the rose gin before and i enjoyed it so i know you would because i know you're a big fan of the rose i will say this do you know the history of this particular drink no maybe? please do tell so since it's episode 50 we are uh partaking in some libations here the negroni 
comes from Florence and was invented in 19, or I shouldn't say invented, was made, first made, first enjoyed in 1919 at the Cafe Cassoni. Now, there's a lot of sort of, with, and we're recording this episode outside, so if you hear the odd sort of plane above us or, you know, birds chirping, you'll know that we're recording this episode as we drink the Negroni outside. Now, with all Italian tales, you got to take everything with a sort of grain of salt because there's sure. so many different versions. Now, a lot of people believe the Negroni was invented or made for the Count of Negroni. Uh, and then other research I've done suggests that it was made in 1919 at Cafe Cassoni when someone asked to have their Americano, which is another cocktail, strengthened. So as opposed to using soda water to use gin and hence the Negroni was invented now one interesting quote I have about the Negroni is from a very famous actor do you care to guess who is this someone uh, like a uh, recent actor no no it's a he's a director and actor and of of quite a bit of note oh okay Um, Italian nope American. American? Uh, I, I, I believe British, but American. British. American. And uh, someone who was quite active in, like, the 70s, 80s? No, no. Yeah, I would say the mm, from the late 40s to the oh, 70s. Oh, yeah. 40s to the 70s. Okay. I'm going to just say it because otherwise we're going to We're going to take forever. Yeah. It's Orson Welles. Ah. So he is quoted as saying, The bitters are excellent for your liver and the gin is bad for you. They balance each other. It's all about balance, Marco, at I'm the end of the day. I feel like you and I balance each other on this particular podcast. Cheers to that. And it's episode 50, so we're happy to have you listening to this podcast. And if you would like to write a review to let us know what you think of our episodes up until now, please do so on iTunes. We certainly appreciate that, and uh, it helps with the podcast. It really does. Speaking of 50 episodes, Michael. Yes. I think it's only natural that we uh, talk about our favorite episodes. Do you have a favorite um, thus far that you gravitate towards for whatever reason? You know, Nidhi, I have favorite moments because I feel like every episode has something that I really um, enjoy. Yep. And, of course, we've we've talked about the uh, Nuit Blanche Yes. exhibition we've done so I won't talk about that but there was a particular episode where I was talking to my wife Amanda about tumbleweeds yes and I said at one point which we had to cut out of the episode because we started to burst into laughter I'm like because she had seen tumbleweeds in Wyoming or somewhere and I'm like I was like and I said this in all sincerity I go were you riding in a stagecoach when you saw the tumbleweeds and we she looked at me and we both burst into laughter because what an absurd thing, but it just sort of came to mind as I was asking about tumbleweeds. So, Marco, interestingly enough, I believe that that is an episode from uh, before this was even the Insomnia oh, Project. There you go. I think this was like one of those early, early episodes that we never aired or that we aired under a different um, premise or as part of Nuit Blanche. I can't remember, but 
I think we should dig up that audio. Oh, I, I don't know if I even, I even have it. I'll have to look for it. We'll have to it. look for it mm-hmm. because you're right. That was a wonderful moment. For me, I agree with you. So every episode sort of has its own flavor and um, feeling. It's uh, been quite a journey to also listen to some of the older episodes, like our first few ones uh, versus the ones that we have now. Um, because there's been a lot of, um, you know, uh, guests on board. We ourselves, I think, have really gotten into like a cool group with each episode. My favorite episode is the one where we were talking about Sage Wellness. I think it's the same episode where we were talking about nebulizers, but um, you gave me a bunch of different products to try from there um i remember there was like a peppermint oil or something peppermint halo is the is the pro is the name of the that's it and i know it's really good for um injuries and headaches and i think i was either having a headache that day right. so i put it on but i was putting it on a little bit too much yeah because a little goes a long way it's a little roll-on stick yes that's right? it and so i i gave it to you and i was like you know just use it and you just went to town i guess you were sore you had a headache you had a backache oh I think. that's it yeah. my back that's right um but it was really interesting because after that episode we got quite a bit of uh feedback i think over email about people wanting to know more about sage wellness and and some i of had the a products. friend who listened to the episode and she said to me the next day she went to sage and bought a nebulizer for her office oh great And she said it's made the world of difference uh, in her mood and in her productivity. I know, I don't know if that's true or not, but she says she just feels better knowing that um, she's got, I think she uses something called joy or something when she's working and she, she, she really enjoys it. And I've seen like a lot of the stage wellness, uh, like I, I think they're expanding or something because now mm. I'm noticing them everywhere, well, right? So it, of course. It's one of those things, you know, once someone mentions it, yeah. you see it everywhere. Yeah, it's true. And you know, I think... Other than Sage Wellness, like just having uh, all the different guests that we've been so lucky to have, um, you know, having Amanda on especially has been a wonderful experience. I tend to mention her every episode. (laughs) Having um, Nug on was was a lot of fun for us because Nug actually gave us, he does a podcast called The Illusionoid and he gave us a bunch of tips on when recording some technical stuff that has really helped us out. And, and most recently, the Nintendo episode was really popular. Uh, so I think it's just been uh, a great a great experience so far. So here's to another 50 episodes and more. Now, Nitty, do you remember what we talked about on our first episode? I have a feeling. Okay, so I could be wrong. But I'm sure there was tea involved. It's, really? It's, <laughs> there <laughs> was right? tea. We talk about tea and coffee a, a lot. lot. I think it's because both you and I, A, drink a lot of tea and coffee. Yep. And B, we'll have it as we're getting the episode ready or getting ready to record. You and I will have a tea today. We're having a Negroni, but we'll it's have a tea. It's a natural to, topic. Um, I think also um, it's been great to talk about the different... Uh, towns and cities uh, and places that our listeners are from, whether it's Bury, the UK, right, Topeka, um, Kansas, Topeka, uh, Ann Arbor, uh, it's and it's great to see also 
uh, that people are still listening from those places as well. Well, one of the great things about SoundCloud is we can see where we have listeners, and all of a sudden we'll turn to each other and we're like, we have a lot of listeners in Kitchener and in Red Deer. And so what we do is when we notice that we have new listeners or many listeners from various places, we'll do some research on those places because it's nice to know where we have listeners, and it's also nice to know about the places where people are listening from, and, and we enjoy that. So as a result, we will highlight those cities. But if you have your town or city that you want us to mention, send, send us a tw- tweet at Listen and Sleep, and we'll definitely mention it and talk about it. Um, another really great moment for me, Marco... Well, two really great moments, I think, early on in our some of our earlier episodes. Um, and Marco, I'm just going to move that away from the calendar. Oh, so <laughs> I just threw some uh, calendar near a candle that I have lit. Um, two great moments. One was the mayor of Red Deer tweeting us. Yes. Um, and the official cookie, our quest to get the official cookie of Toronto... Um, uh, named or or inaugurated, um, I think we need to revisit that whole official cookie now that we're f- fifty episodes in. Yeah, we we left it with a city person with the city of Toronto assistant to the mayor, and she never got back to us. I know, so we need to get follow up with her again. I'm gonna I'm gonna call her out on that. So, you know, we need we need you to answer our emails and our tweets. And uh, we'll tweet the mayor with regards to this episode, and we'll get something started, because I believe Toronto, besides having the Insomnia Project as its home base, we also need a cookie. We do. We do. And uh, we had some really good rap- recipes, if, oh, if pardon I... Me. Uh, I shook the table. You did shake the table. These Negronis are really getting to <laughs> us guess. on this episode. It's the Negroni episode, everyone. Um but those are sort of a collection of my favorite moments. And I don't know, like maybe uh, maybe we need to do a road show to some of these places that we have been discussing. You know, I really think we need to go to Ann Arbor. Perhaps there's an opportunity to go to Topeka. Sure. And record from there. We also did one on um, Utah. If That's I'm right. Mistake, That's if I'm right. not mistaken. So, Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Exactly. Now, Nidhi, one thing that I love that we haven't talked about yet, and as I'm drinking this Negroni, it just comes to mind. Fountains. Okay. Because I, I picture myself in a piazza in Italy drinking a Negroni, and every good piazza has beautiful fountains. It's true. So for me, for example, uh, Piazza Navona in Rome has these two beautiful fountains that I love to admire and sit and drink near. So, question. Sure. Trevi Fountain. Yes. What are your thoughts on it? So it's funny because Amanda and I went to Rome last year. I believe it was last year. And I said, well, I love seeing the, the, the Trevi Fountain at night. So we were tired. We had just sort of driven into Rome and we were hungry and I said but we've got to go see it at night so I I dragged Amanda around Rome and I'm like it's around here you can actually hear the water before you see the fountain itself and I couldn't hear the water and I'm like I know it's around here and we turn the corner 
and it's completely closed down, scaffolding everywhere. No. They were repairing or cleaning it or whatnot, but you you could barely see it. You had to look at photos oh, of it. No. Yeah. So that was the last time that I saw it, which I didn't really see it, and I was I dragged Amanda round Rome to find it, and it's not an easy fountain to find, actually. Isn't it close to the Parthenon? Mm, Am I not? No. Maybe I'm mistaken. No. How? Okay. I wouldn't say it's close to it. Maybe it is, but I never approach it from there, so... Right. Yeah. I found uh, Rome, like, uh, it was really interesting because I walked. Right. Uh, kind of, like, I mean, you can start at, um, oh, I forgot the name of the piazza. But, and then you just keep walking. You you pass the Spanish steps. You just right. keep going all the way to the mm-hmm. old forum and back. Like, right. it's, uh... It's it's really cool to walk Rome, sure. and I think being in a city like Toronto, you forget that these older cities are actually quite walkable and smaller than you think they are. Right. Um, so I, I think Paris is like that as well. Oh, yeah. Like, it's very easy to walk one end of Paris to the other. And um, there's something about the grand, the grand fountains of Europe yes. that I love, and one time... When I was in Rome, my thing was, I had seen all the sort of typical touristy sites, but my objective was to go to as many fountains as I could and take photos with them. Oh, cool. So I have like, uh, in, some, in some photo book, I have like 25 or 30 different photos of me next to fountains in Rome, which is kind of neat. Now, it's interesting because, Marco, you know that um, as part of my day job, mm-hmm. I work for a... Uh, uh, an outdoor public square. That's right. A and piazza, if a you piazza, will. A piazza, really, um, in, uh, close to Toronto. Right. In Mississauga. And there's a fountain there. Amazing. Does the fountain have a name? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it's just the fountain. Fair enough. That's part of this public square. Um, but it's it's huge. Right. Uh, and it's actually used as a splash pad for oh. kids and people, particularly How wonderful. in the hot days of the summer. Sure. But what's really cool mm-hmm. is that the quality of the water is the same as um, what you would find in a pool. Really? So you can, yeah. So it's there's this whole... Um, when I started working there, they took me down into the fountain room. Oh, and this is interesting. Actually, uh, so what does one see in the fountain room? Is it like its own little sort of like, you know, when you see a movie and people go into a submarine and there's all kinds of it's pipes? Similar. Okay. It feels like that. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of pipes because the fountain turns into the skating rink oh, in the winter. That's a unique thing that we have in North America, in yes. particular in Canada, where we can make our public fountains. Or even our public, I don't know what you would call it, like Nathan Phillips Square. Is that a fountain? It's kind of like it turns into an ice rink. So, yeah, so yeah. it's it's neat how in North America we do that. We repurpose our fountains. Yes. But sorry, I didn't mean to no, take away from what you please. were saying. So, um, um, and the name of this piazza is Celebration Square. What so, a great name. Celebration um, Square in Mississauga. In Mississauga. So the fountain, uh, the fountain room is... Yeah, similar to what you described, sort of got it had, like a very submarine-y feel. Okay. Um, and it actually takes like technicians to uh, assess the water quality. Wow. There's like it's the water quality is assessed a few times during the day. Oh, f- a few times during the day. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Incredible. So it's it's really like high quality water, and uh, uh, it drains every night, so the water will 
will drain into, uh, I guess, a vat. Okay. And then there are these jets that come up, and actually every every day the jets kind of like are what is refilling oh, yeah, this per- fountain. Per- propels the water into the fountain, right? Yeah, and then... similar to other fountains that where you see jets, and I think the Trevi right. Fountain has jets, if I'm uh, not mistaken. I couldn't I tell remember. you, but I'm, you seem to be more of a fountain expert than I do, I, so... I'm absolutely not a fountain expert. There's <laughs> there's certain things, though, that uh, I was just quite impressed with because right. I had never thought about um, fountains from a technical point of view. Okay. Um, so it's quite interesting to actually learn about how a fountain is run. Maybe one day we will have a fountain technician on. That'd be great. Could you imagine? On here to you explain know, it all to us, because I am horrible at explaining the technical components of how fountains work. Have you ever seen um, fountains that play with the water time to music, and so the water sort of uh, propels or is jets? Like the Bellagio type. To, in front of yes. in Vegas, the Hotel Bellagio. There was one. I saw a fountain like this at another casino in in Ontario somewhere where they had a fountain that they play music and the water would sort of jet out to the music. I love seeing those kind of fountains. They really make me happy. So, to take that a step further, okay. if uh, anyone is ever visiting Niagara Falls, Canada, uh, which is very close to Toronto for our international listeners, right. they do um, a laser light show on water right. uh, in the summer. I don't they've done it for the last few summers sure and basically you project laser light onto the water feature right which um, is the falls well which is the falls in that regard um and uh it, it creates like a laser light show essentially so there are now ways to actually take these fountains and project laser light to and and in and um create a show in combination with like music as you Amazing. say uh to make a really cool experience i i love when you can incorporate something like water a fountain light music and really have a show for me i prefer to watch that than fireworks and um you know you had mentioned niagara falls have you ever gone on the maid of the mist so interesting you asked that question mm-hmm. I have not been on the Maid of the Mist only because I used to be really scared of the idea of going underneath or behind a waterfall or near a waterfall. Uh, So I never went on it, but now I feel like I could. You have to. One of the great things about the Maid of the Mist is that it approaches the falls in such a manner that you're surrounded. So it doesn't go behind the falls. There's too many rocks there and whatnot, and I'm sure there's regulations where you wouldn't want a boat that close. Sure. But it brings you sort of to the eye of the storm. So it brings you like right in the middle of the fall so that you are surrounded by water on either side. So you know how you have like 180 uh, peripheral vision. It it, it sort of comes all around you and you really hear uh, the thunderousness of, of 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 the falls. Yeah. So when I think of waterfalls, I have mm-hmm. to say one of the most vivid memories, and this is going to sound a bit bizarre. Sure. But I grew up reading um, Tintin comics, yes. the, the Adventures of Tintin, and there's one 
um, I don't want to say episode, but one book where they go to South America okay. to rescue Professor Calculus. As one does. As one does. Or in the French version, I think, like Professor Tronussol. Um, and they're in South America and they have to go through a waterfall or Tintin goes through a waterfall and finds like a secret entrance to the Inca caves or sure. something like that. And uh, I don't know why, but when I think of waterfalls, I always think about that there scene in the book. Isn't that odd? No, I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's awesome that you have an association to something you enjoyed as a kid associated with something like waterfall, as majestic as waterfalls. I know. Did they find the professor? They did find the professor. And of course, it was an adventure that required Tintin, Tintin's intelligence well. in order to get out of um, the pickle that they were in. But they did rescue the professor. I'd like to actually see the Victoria Falls. Oh, yes, in Africa. Yes. The tall, tall falls. I think they'd be cool, but I think they'd be disappointing. Sometimes, like, you know, my my association with Grand Falls is Niagara Falls. Mm. And, I mean, I don't think there's going to be anything that really sort of tops that. Uh, sad to say. But let me ask you this. What about fountains in India? We talked about fountains in oh, Italy. Course. What are the fountains like? In India? Or in Southeast Asia or, or that part of the world, let's say. You know, to be quite honest, Marco, mm -hmm. I, I don't really... There, I don't know if there's many fountains in that area. I'm just okay. trying to think back about a particular fountain. And the thing is, is that a lot of those areas are suffering from, like, drought oh. or water shortages. Right. So I don't actually... Um, Easily recall a fountain yeah. that you remember from there. Yeah. Well, there I gotta you go. say, isn't that interesting? Well, it is interesting because water is so precious and... In, in the world, but in particular in certain parts of the world, you've got to be very, you know, prudent and very careful with the water that you have. So it stands to reason. But I would love to have a fountain. There's something about the um, sound of water rushing right. through that is calming and serene. And I know it's something like... I would love to have one of those almost meditation spaces with a water fountain that has um, nice smooth rocks and you can see the water that runs through it and the sound of the water trickling through kind of puts you in a very calm state. And looking around at your backyard area or your deck, I, I really feel that it's something that could even be incorporated in here in such a wonderful way because you've got a bit of a zen backyard feel. There you go. Well, what a wonderful way to end episode 50, 50. with that sort of visual that you described. Uh, as always, we want to thank you for listening and we encourage you to tweet us at Listen and Sleep. Let us know your favorite moments and... As Marco mentioned earlier, please do feel free to write us a review on iTunes. We're so happy to always hear from you. And as always, The Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions. And today's episode was recorded in my backyard with Negronis in hand in Toronto, Canada.